Welcome, everybody, to the Living Your Career Show. My name is Roisin Duffy. I'm a director at Blue Sky Careers. Uh, we are a recruitment and a career advisory agency. The theme of today's show is to be your own boss or to be an employee, either or which. In this new recruitment world, you may not exactly have much of a choice. So according to Forbes, people who run their own businesses are much happier. Some of that is work-life balance. Some of that is the creativity of building something for themselves. Perhaps it removes the stress from being an employee and being beholden to other bosses. So um, the th- our guest today is a lovely Tracy Wilson. And Tracy is an employee. She is, is an employee. She is an employer. She is an entrepreneur. Um, she's also a strategic business performance coach. So Tracy's story is um, an inspiration, I guess, to any mother or anybody who's out there contemplating setting up their own business and running their own show. Tracy was a mother of three at the age of 21. She worked for Westpac in New Zealand and in Australia, and she rose very quickly to the ranks of regional manager in her mid-30s. Tracy would say she got the worst branches sometimes, and she transformed them into the best. She would also say she was the first one into work and the last one to leave. She learned not just for herself, but for her clients, how they should create and how they should share a vision, how to write a business plan, how to get angel funding, how to apply for business loans, all essential things when you run your own business. She learned how to inspire and empower people and empower people. And she learned about sales and marketing and how to work with clients, how to develop the sales proposition, the sales pipeline, and how to capitalize on those relationships. What was probably missing for Tracy was work-life balance. And the more you do with other people, the more you realize, I can do this for myself. So with that, Tracy's gut instinct said to her, you've got to do this for yourself, Tracy. And she did. She is the founder and she is the director of numerous startups, the Consultants Vault, Business Beyond Five, and Metadime Digital. And Tracy would say, and she'll tell you a little bit about this when we talk in a moment, she has a passion for people. She has a passion for communication. She has a passion for business. So if you're an individual, um, an entrepreneur, somebody who's thinking of setting up your own show, she will take those irrepressible dreams and she will turn them into a proper business flat, pat, platform and make platform and make your business sustainable. So in Tracy's world, as she said to me yesterday, Roisin, you either build dreams for others or you build dreams for yourself. Tracy Wilson, it's a pleasure to have you on the show and thank you for joining me today. Thanks very much for having me. It's great to be here. It occurred to me, Tracy, you are on the rise in the banking world. So what makes somebody who's on the rise in the banking world leave a position of comfort? I'm just turning off my phone here, Tracy. And mm-hmm. um, what makes somebody um, who's on the rise in the business world decide they're going to leave the comfort of secure employment for, I guess, an unpredictable and insecure world of running your own business? Well, I suppose if I, you know, I'm going back about eight years now to my time in that banking, uh, in the corporate world. And like you say, I mean, I I grew up in that space and um, had a really, really good career there and a really good career there. And I'm very, very thankful for the career that that Westpac Bank gave me at that time, because as you've alluded to, it allowed me to transfer around all over New Zealand. And then it transferred me from New Zealand to Australia and all over uh, all over Queensland. 
But, um, you know, at that time, I always knew it didn't, even when I think right back into my childhood, there were always moments in my childhood where I would have, I knew that I had some sort of entrepreneurial spirit. I always knew that I wanted to do something for myself. And to be honest, when I was in the bank, never really thought that I would do that. Didn't think that that was going to necessarily be my pathway because it's at times didn't really see how that could, you know, how I could eventually take the skill set that I had and then create my own thing. But there came a time where, um, you know, there were some changes that were happening in the in the corporate space. It's a little bit like what's happening right now, right? So if I think back eight years ago, uh, my employer, uh, my employer at the time was going through a, a major reshuffle, and it just happened to uh, present an opportunity to me where I had to think about, do I want to stay, in, you know, am I living my career like you talk about, you know, which I had been for, for a long, long time, but I got to a point where it was the time to do something else. Um, I realized that I had a lot of skills and a lot of uh, talent that I could potentially take into the outside world, outside of the comforts of the four walls of the co- of, of a corporate organization. But like you say, that also came with some level of, you know, big uncertainty because when you step out of that, you know, you're in the corporate space, you're going to get a regular paycheck, you're going to be paid every single week. You know that that's going to happen. But moving into entrepreneurship or into, into business ownership, is a very, very different world where, you know, you've got, you are faced with a lot of uncertainty, which is a lot of the uncertainty that people are starting to see, that people are starting to see, you know, particularly in this pandemic world that we're living in right now. You know, you talk about the signals, you were working with other people, and this is about listening to your own gut, listening to your own intuition. What inside you said, it's a very fine line between saying some people don't have a choice, they're out of work right now, they have to recreate. Others are in a situation where they have to pivot in their work because they need something different. But what were the signals to you, the catalyst that said, this is it, I'm doing it? I know there was restructure. I know it, you were doing work for other people and it was educating yourself. What, what made you listen to your voice, that intuition within yourself? Well, because I wonder, uh, do people actually listen to it or they shut it off? Often you don't. I think in the main, so the majority of people would not stop for a moment and listen to our own, you know, inner voice. And there's often inner voice and there's often, you know, some signals that you will, that you will get. You're probably a little bit unhappy. You're, you start to think about, Hey, what if could I create my own thing? Is there more for me? So as soon as you start thinking all of these things, but also for me, I grew up in a, um, you know, with my dad who was very much a, he liked stability. He liked to have a job that he could go to a regular paycheck. I knew he always wanted to do his own thing, but never ever got to the point where he felt confident and comfortable enough to do that because, you know, for a man, he was the breadwinner for our family and um, just never got to that point. But I watched growing up, I watched him be unhappy in a, you know, in a in the latter years of his of his career, be really unhappy doing what he was doing. And I always knew that if it came to a point where I was unhappy doing what I was doing, then the choice was mine. And I had two choices and I had two choices and they were, I could either stay in employment where, you know, maybe I was unhappy. I could go and find another job or I could actually go step out and create my own thing. And 
when you start feeling a little bit like a square peg in a round hole, so you, you know you feel as though you're not quite fitting in here. Maybe you're not somebody who you know you might have been, and often when you start out in your career, you're very much somebody who is compliant. You um, you will do you know as the bosses ask. But as you get a little bit more mature and a little bit more experienced and a little bit older, you sort of start to ask a lot of questions. And when those questions are often met with some resistance then you can start to feel that, hey, you know what, maybe this isn't the place for me anymore. Maybe there's something else. So as soon as you start thinking about that, that often is a little voice, you know, that's that voice in your head or the gut fit gut telling you, fit gut telling you that it's time for change. And then it's just a matter of working out, well, well, what is that change? Is the change for me to go and find a new environment with another employee, another employer, I should say, and being an employee? Or is that change of environment actually doing my own thing? And there's some fundamental things that I think make a big difference in terms of deciding which one of those is the right choice to make. I guess um, I think there are qualities in every person. Some of us are meant to be employees. Some of us are meant to be, you know, employers or um, entrepreneurs, as the case may be, run our own shows. Tell me a little bit about what you believe the qualities are for somebody who might be contemplating running their own show? I think, you know, stepping out and running your own show is is a big, it's more to do, you probably have heard about this before, but it's like the 80-20 rule. It's like the 80-20 rule. So 80% of your success in any kind of business is a lot to do with your mindset. So the way in which you perceive yourself, the way in which you, you know, you think about yourself. So a lot of it has to do with that. So you need to be very, you know, level of confidence, competency, absolutely. Um, but also just being very clear on who you are. And I will say that it takes some time to get to that point because often when we're in an employee state of mind, this isn't something that is is taught in in an you know in an employee environment. Um, you're not really taught to to think about your own self worth, but you absolutely must have that when you step out into the business space. So that would be number one is like um, having a level of self awareness, self uh, confidence. And if you don't have it now, having a willingness to work on yourself. So that would be number yourself. So that would be number one. The second is being, you know, having some form of tenacity. And in the entrepreneurial space, it's not a nine to five world. So, you know, if you're somebody who really likes, um, you know, regimented, they like, um, you know, stability, you like routine, you know, you don't, you're not really into working outside of the nine to five hours. You like to know that you can go to work, you do, you put in this number of hours, then, you know, an employee is a perfect place for you to be that, that will give you that level of satisfaction. But in the entrepreneurial or business owner space, you definitely almost throw that out the window. It, it does not exist. So in the new world where you are your own boss, Hours do not matter. So, you, but it's also balancing that with, you know, not getting yourself to a point where you're burnt out. So, really being, you know, self awareness again comes into play there. So, again, comes into play there. So, being disciplined, being very organized, because no longer can you, it's not about clipping a ticket, going to work from nine to five, you know, and getting a few things done. 
in your own business, you've got a lot to do and you are probably somebody, particularly if you're starting out and you're doing it on your own, there are many, many hats that you will be wearing as a business owner and an entrepreneur. So you need to be able to, somebody who who needs to be flexible, somebody who needs to be able to manage multiple, uh, multiple, you know, tasks people, projects all at the same time. So those skills are paramount in the in the entrepreneurial business owner space. When you were starting out, when you said to your husband, I'm packing up this very good job at Westpac, because I think, and I know you had an interim period organizing events with um, a New Zealand Olympian and you know, it was very much about encouraging businesses to be entrepreneurs, to be entrepreneurial and really sort of stride forward for themselves. So you had a bit of a soft landing initially, but when you turned around to your husband and you said, um, listen, dear, <laughs> I'm going to bail from this very well-paid job um, at Westpac, and I'm actually going to set up our own uh, our own business. What did he say? What did your children say? Because, you know, having that secure income, having that predictable employment, being able to possibly switch off at five or six in the evening, how did you actually manage to broach that subject? And what was his response? I'm going to say I was, I'm extremely lucky and blessed because my husband and children, I, I mean, they're very, very supportive. And, and my kids have sort of grown up knowing that, you know, mum would be out doing entrepreneurial things inside of the bank anyway. So I was always doing extras. Um, you know, I never, even though I was an employee of the bank, I never had a nine to five job. It just, it just didn't work that way. So the kids were very familiar with, kids were very familiar with mum working, you know, those sorts of hours. And like I said, my husband was extremely supportive. It, it wasn't them that had the biggest, um, I suppose, amount of anxiety around, you know, Tracy leaving a very well-paid and well-to-do job as a regional manager of a bank. That's a, you know, it, it comes with a certain amount of status. Um, so leaving that was a big, uh, you know, was a big decision, more so from my extended family, my parents, my, you know, my sister and, and everybody being supportive in their own way. But, you know, asking the questions, are you doing the right thing? Like, what are, what are you doing? Do you know, you know what you're up to? Um, so, you know, those were the things that I had to overcome. So the support of my husband and my children, um, like I said, I was very lucky. My husband's always known that no matter what I did, I would always be okay. So his, um, he probably had more faith in me than I actually had in myself, than I actually had in myself in the early days. And funnily enough, it wasn't until it was probably like, as you said, you alluded to the fact that I had a soft landing because I sort of left the, the transition out of the bank into the entrepreneurial world was a bit of it was a transition because I went and worked for, with somebody else for a period of time. Um, and I learned sort of this whole online world, you know, online space. That's what's actually led me to what I'm doing today, because what I'm doing today is a vastly different to my life as you know a regional manager in a bank that they are so far from you know if they're not even on the same planet if you wanted to put it like that so having that that um, transition out opened my eyes to this new world and the new way of being let's call it employed and the new way of actually earning a living for yourself and putting food on the table for your family. Um, so I'll go more into that in, in a moment, but that in a moment, but that transition was really, really helpful. Um, when I at that time when I was working for these other people, there came a, a moment where again, 
I realized I can continue to build somebody else's dream or I can put my money where my mouth is and start building my own. So when I did that, um, I spent a lot of time actually putting together a business plan. And it was at that moment when I actually showed my husband, John, the business plan and said to him, hey, this is what I'm up to. Um, It was at 3 a.m. in the morning, I might add, because this particular day I stayed up and just, you know, smashed it out to get all of the, you know, everything that was in my head down on paper because I wanted him to see that this was just not a pipe dream. This wasn't a, a hobby that I was creating. I wanted him to realize and understand that I was actually creating a future for myself, him and our family. So when I did that and I actually presented that business plan to him, presented that business plan to him and he read it, his response to me was, oh my God, I did not realize that this is what you had in mind. I did not realize that this was the vision that you had. So it was the moment I did that and the moment that he understood what it, that I was taking it really seriously because I'd taken the time to write a business plan that had you know a set of financials with it, so on and so forth. He was totally on board and has has been from you know has been from the right from the beginning, but was more so he saw it as our business at that moment. Made a big big difference. When you well, I guess you could see the structure and that you had actually given it some thought. Um, you know, you said put money where your mouth is, and this is a thing for people. Some people are out of work right now, and they they have to. You know, I talked to Chris Farrar um, on Tuesday about recontextualizing and pivoting. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't have a choice. You, you don't have a choice. You have to use whatever resources you have. Do you think you need to have money to set up a business? Uh, and this is probably going to fly in the face of what a lot of other people say. I'm going to say absolutely, absolutely. Um, do, do you? Can you do it without it? Y- yes, you can. Um, is it as easy? No, it's not. Do you need to have a lot of money to get started? No, you don't. Uh, it it really does depend on what type of business that you are going to start. So there are some low cost business opportunities that exist right now. You know, where you require a laptop, uh, maybe your mobile phone, and and you're good to go. So you can absolutely start small. Um, and then you know you might on the flip side of that, you might be looking at buying a franchise. In that space, you know, you're, you're talking eighty to a hundred thousand dollars to buy a franchise. So it really does depend on what type of business you are wanting to go into, as to how much money you need. But money you need, but you do need. You eat, you're going to um, need to invest in one way, shape, or form, whether it be your money, whether it be time, whether it be resources. So you must have access to, you know, ideally all three of those um, or at least one of them, right? So you can do anything you want if you are resourceful and you are willing to put in the time, but there is a cost somewhere. Do you think um, today there are, like I know um, people who, for example, um, my beautician, she makes candles on the side and she sells them on Facebook. Um, and I can see people laughing when I say my beautician, but I thought, good on you, you know. Um, she's got her little cottage industry happening on the side. And I see a lot of that coming up on Facebook right now. My question to you is, you know, some people can, as you recall, that have their hustle on the side. Is it possible to have your day job? And is it possible to have your, and is it possible to have your, to be self-employed um, on the side? Is does one counteract the other? Does it benefit the other? Does it matter? 
Can you do it? Yes, you absolutely can. And if you are somebody, just going back to the question that you asked, do you need to have money? So if you do not have money, that would be a great way to start, right, is to keep your day job, start your side hustle. The thing that you've got to, um, you know, there becomes a a point where you you require compartmentalization if you're doing something like that, because it can't, neither one of, both of those are going to require your attention. And you know, your employer is not going to be very happy if you're spending all your day and time, you know, working on your side hustle and your side hustle won't, you know, won't fly if you're spending all of your time uh, on your day job. So you very, you know, you really have to make sure that you're giving the right amount of energy to both of those and both of those. And if your intention is that your side, is your intention that your side hustle remains the side hustle and it's just a little, little thing that you have on the side, and it doesn't impact your employment, then that's okay. If you're building something and your side hustle is going to become the thing, then you want to make sure that you're giving it as much attention as you possibly can. And the the uh, what you're trying to do there is grow that enough to the point where it it provides you with enough income to be able to let your employment go. And that becomes the place that you spend all of your time and effort. If you've got money, um, I would say you sever your ties, you you make a clean break, you break away from your employment and you go all in. The sooner you can go all in, the better. Because you don't then have, you know, you're not, you're not, um, they're not competing with each other. You can put all of your attention and energy into one thing and energy into one thing. Do you think um, we're in COVID-19 times and, you know, apart from a lot of people being unemployed, we saw, um, you know, Qantas are making redundancies. There seems to be a lot of redundancies as companies. I guess they would use the word right size. I have a deal of sympathy with a lot of these organizations because they're trying to battle through something that we've not experienced before. And they're trying to keep something alive for the future as we recover from, from this pandemic. I guess for you, do you think people need to change their mindset? You know, this, this, this conventional notion of employment, your regular job, and when COVID-19 goes away, we'll all go back to normal again, and these jobs will come back. I mean, we know they're changing, but, you know, my job will be there for me again. And if it's not that job, it'll be the same job somewhere else. What are your thoughts on how jobs are going to change and what 2021 and beyond are going to look like? I think the world as we've I think the world as we've known it so pre-covid we are unlikely to see that come back. I think we are definitely in a new world and the people that um you know there's one thing that we need to get very comfortable with and that is change and the fact that we need to get comfortable being uncomfortable. So right now we're in this you know really tumultuous time where people are, you know, we've got a lot of uncertainty, people are out of work. But the thing that you can do, you need to focus on what it is that I actually have control over. So if you were somebody that was, um, you know, out of work right now, I'd really be thinking about not thinking about the job or the industry that I'm in. So for example, if I were a, you know, a pilot or a, um, a chef for that matter, right? So they're, they're two very, very different industries. But mm-hmm. I would be thinking about the skill set that I had, not necessarily the job or the title. So if I were a chef, so if I were a chef, you know, what are the, the fundamental things that a chef has? 
ability to be able to work under pressure, ability to be able to prioritize things, um, project management, because you need to, you know, you've got a serve table. So all of these things that you wouldn't normally think about that a chef would have a skill set in, they actually do. And those skill sets are applicable to many, many, many other industries. Even so, so in terms of being able to um, position yourself to to be able to take on work in other environments. So there's a couple of other things that I want to say here is that often as employees, we think about ourselves as being in the business of our employer. The cha- the, the fundamental shift that I think we need to make is you are in the you are in the business of Tracy Wilson. You are in the business of Rasheen Duffy. You are a business in and of itself, whether you self, whether you are self-employed or not. And the faster you can make that mental, you know, distinction and decision to actually be in the business of yourself, the better you will be for the future. Because that will enable you to start creating, you know, your own, you want to think about them as assets. So in the financial world, we talk about, you know, um, assets and liabilities you want to think about your skill set as being the asset so what how do I continue to build my asset portfolio with skills and knowledge and networks how do I continue to build that because those are the things that will hold you in good stead no matter what the you know no matter what the environment is doing no matter what economic um you know whatever the economic situation is because it means then you can take those skills you can take the assets that you have built and you can apply them anywhere the next part of this is i think we also need to shift from being very lift from being very locally locally minded about where we where we get employment so right now I'm in an example of this is I'm a classic example of it. I'm in my home on the Gold Coast um, in my home office, but yet I work with people all over the world and through the likes of this. So I have live streaming. We have things like Zoom. We have a lot of technology and tools at our fingertips that enable us to spread our uh, employment opportunities far and wide. And it's interesting because um, you know, for some time, the likes of, you know, people in third world countries have been doing this for a long, long time. You think about the Philippines and India, and a lot of those guys have been working all over the world for a long time with VAs and so, you know, virtual assistants and so on and so forth. So you just need to start thinking about the world has got, the world is large, but it's got all of a sudden got very, very, all of a sudden got very, very small meaning that the technology that we've got gives us the ability to work anywhere at any time of the day in any environment right from your own home. Tracy, you when you started out in your business, and we had this conversation before the show, and we were saying it took both of us a while to be able to really articulate our vision, to be able to really understand what it meant to us and what it should mean to others. So I guess I feel that when I started out, I knew I was good at something and I knew I cared passionately about something, which was careers. And you clearly had a passion for building businesses, building people, building their dreams into lasting success. And I guess for somebody who's starting out now, what advice, if they're not quite sure what it looks like, if they're not quite sure what it could mean, do you have to have all the, do you have to have all the I's dotted and the T's crossed before you actually set up a business? 
I'm a great believer. Just take the first step because it's an evolution of learning. Maybe you can describe your situation for me and how are you still learning or are you really at a point now where you know who you are and the value that you bring? I, th- I think, well, now I absolutely know who I am. I, I, I'm, you know, authentically me, what you see is what you get. So I, I, you know, I've, it's taken some time to get to this point where you, you know, you're very comfortable in your own skin. So I'm there, I'm there now. Um, the thing, the advice that I would give somebody who is thinking about, you know, making a shift is get a coach invest in yourself get yourself somebody who can coach you through the process so you want to do an, like a bit of an evaluation on you know what is it that I need to know so there are there are you know go and do some research on the things that the pitfalls in business what are the top reasons what are the top reasons that businesses fail um, I mean I can rattle off the top you know the five so you'll have sales you need to get but there's one thing you need to get good at get very very good at sales so if you are an employee right now and you are in a sales role you, you probably don't even realize this but that is a transferable skill everywhere and you must you must get very very good at that because you're going to need to be able to sell yourself right you become the product the next is marketing Invest in understanding and learning the world of marketing, and it has changed significantly. Right, so you've got a lot of stuff um, from the online world that you can do. And I mean, what Rasheen's doing today, having started her own show, spreading her word, spreading her message, and sharing her skills and and um, knowledge with other people, this is a form of marketing. So there's a fast way of doing it, and then there's obviously the slow ways. And I think the way that she's doing it is, you know, fantastic. Fantastic, it's a fast way. So I would think you, you know, you need to invest in those sorts of things, but get a coach. The moment I invested in myself, and I'm talking, I, I spent a good thirty thousand dollars. I actually invested in a coach in America, and I travelled back and forth to America for two years under his, um, you know, under being a student in his uh, in his, one of his programs. So just being prepared to spend money on yourself, use, you know, get yourself a coach. Find somebody who's already been there doing the things that you actually want to do. They will help you fast track and collapse your learning curve. Your learning curve. Um, You would say yourself that your trip to America has established strategic partners. It's given you insight. It's given you oversight. It's given you value beyond anything you could have contemplated. And I think that's really important for people who are thinking of setting up their businesses you need to be actively engaged. You need to be actively communicating and you need to be active. You can't sit behind your desk and expect the business is going to sit into your lap, whether you're running it as something on the side or whether it's your main bread and butter. One of the things I think that interests me is when you first set up your business, and I know this myself, there comes a point where you think, dear God, what have I done? That, that moment of reality. What was the first point? You, you know, was there a moment in time that you woke up one day and you thought, wow, today's been an incredibly tough day. Um, you know, what was that moment for you? Oh, gosh, Benny. Oh, gosh, Benny. Um, you know, there, you have good, there, entrepreneurship is full of its ups and its downs. And, 
you know, just having that resilience to just keep going. The thing that you that helps you to keep, I mean, I've had many of those situations, Rasheen, where I've thought, um, you know, what am I it's doing? It's too hard. It would be easier to just go back and get a job. And I could have walked back into a job, you know, pretty easily. Um, but what would that achieve? Uh, you, you know, you're right back to square one. You're in a situation that you you left because you wanted more. Now you've got more. Um, you you that you know you've got a choice. You just got to make it work. You pe- persevere. You move through it. Tomorrow's another day, and you get on with it. And like I said, the 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 more you start working on yourself, the less you the less sort of those bumpy moments, the less of them you have, um, you know, initially it, you, you kind of feel like it's a bit of the Richter scale and it's, it's you know, many ups and downs. But then there comes a time where you you get comfortable with yourself, you're competent at what you do, your confidence is improving, you know, all those sorts of things. And then all of a sudden those moments are few and far between. And these days I, I tend not to have them. Why? Because I'm very, very attached to, you know, my mission and the vision that I, you know, my mission and the vision that I have for what, what I'm doing. And because of that, that is the piece that keeps, keeps you motivated. There's one thing I know for sure about entrepreneurs. And, and this will be, there's actually a really good book and I'll post it in the link. It's by a guy by the name of Alex Sharfin. And he talks, it's called the entrepreneurial, uh, entrepreneurial prototype, um, eco, archetypal anyway i'll post it in the link but it's a very good book and it talks about um us entrepreneurs being a very different breed a very different you you're you need to have constant momentum if you don't have constant momentum it's very easy as an entrepreneur to find yourself in a place where you know you're you're all consumed. You're, um, you know, you're not feeling like you're on top of things, and it just it ends up in the spiral. So having momentum is really, really important, and then being able to stay important, and then being able to stay at that at that peak point of momentum constantly will help you to keep going, keep building on what you've built. And like I said, that attachment to your vision and your mission is super, super important because when you have that. It's like it becomes an energy in it, in you know, in itself. That's what keeps you going. It's true because if you, it's true when you run a business, you can have a lazy day, but you've got to have seven busy ones. You know, mm-hmm. people talk about work-life balance, and one of the things that people said to me, Rasheen, how do people avoid burnout? When we first start and we do what we do, we have to work very, very long hours, often seven days a week, because everything has to be built from scratch. And you're constantly innovating and developing, whether it's policies or practices or writing tenders or whatever it is that you're doing. You're constantly having to be in your business and developing your business. So you said earlier, it is re- you said earlier, it is really, you have to have the belief, you must have the passion, and you must have the care factor and the value for what you do. Um, if there was a top tip, I know our time is running on, but I just want to ask you one question. If there was a top tip for people, and I've had this from employees as well who feel I've got to keep showing up every day. I'm working crazy hours, particularly during COVID-19, and then feeling utterly exhausted and feeling totally run down, but, but feel they can't show weakness. And what would be the tip that you would give people like that who are executives in a position of seniority, have a lot of strategic weight, but actually inside they're breaking down, but they don't want to show that they're actually burning out. 
uh, I've been there, uh, and I'm going to say there is nothing wrong with be, you know showing vulnerability. In fact, I think there's a lot of strength in that. Often we think that you know I'm in an executive role, I can't show any, I can't show any weakness. Um, it's not about showing weakness, and in fact, when you're vulnerable, you got to remember that your people are probably also going through the same things. And if you can share, if you can open up and you share these things with your your team members, your staff members, more often than not, they want every everyone wants you to win. You you nobody goes to work to fail. Nobody wants to see other people, you know, in the main, in the main, most people don't want to see other people fail. So if when you can share that level of vulnerability, it also allows them to share that. You know, it's I talk about it's interesting because I remember back into in my um, you know, as being an employee. And as a manager myself, you know, I heard the terminology, leave your baggage at the door, right? So the, the requirement was when you come to work, you leave everything that's going on in your life, leave that at the door because we don't want to know about it. We're not interested in that. You're here to do a job and just get your job done. When in fact, the reality is to, to have somebody show up and be all that they can be, you need to allow them to bring all of them to the table. And then you show, then you can help support them through that. When you do that, your employee will become so loyal that they won't want to, they'll do anything for you. So I, I, I've, you know, very much against the grain now. And I can, I know I've said that. I've, I've said that in the past. You know, we're here. We leave our baggage at the door. Um, I'm going to call BS on that because it's, it's, you need to show up. It's, it's, you need to show up. Be vulnerable. Bring all of you to the table. That is how you live your career. When you can be happy, and if your employer can help you be happy in all facets of your life, you are going to be a much better employee, a much more productive person, and a much happier person that is actually living their career. Final uh, question. We're in very crazy times. We're heading into 2021. We probably have a vaccination coming our way. We will probably return to some semblance of normality. This is a period of time we will never forget. If you had one final message for people listening to this show today, whether they're an employee, whether they're contemplating self-employment, maybe you have a message for both, what would it be? It, now is the time now is the biggest opportunity that like in our in our lifetime, now is created. Now is created that this tumultuousness has actually created a huge amount of opportunity. So the the advice I would give people is you can either look at this as being I'm down in the dumps, things are happening to me, or you can, you know, really open your eyes, start looking around and look at things from a from a um, you know, through a lens of what opportunities exist. What opportunities are out there? How can I create something? How can I help my employer do something a little bit differently? When you start to look at things from that angle, that's actually how the world continues to evolve. That's how, you know, new products, new services are created. Right now, you want to look at things like what's wrong, what's not working right now, what hasn't gone well. Then you, then you can come up with a product, a service, or a solution that improves, improves whatever, 
improves whatever is going on right now. When you do that, that is the, that is your ticket to creating whatever the new looks like for you in the new world because there are opportunities everywhere. And don't just look locally. Very much look on a global scale. So I think the key messages from today are look inside, listen to the silent voice. Um, there are opportunities out there. Don't be afraid to seize them. And it may be something you do on the side that grows into something more, or it could be something that just explodes into something great. But take the first steps. Uh, Tracy Wilson, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on my show today. Thank you so much. I think there is so much that you have shared with people and I've certainly learned a lot from today's experience. So thank you very much. You're very welcome. Um, Thanks very much for having me. It's been great. Oh, I think we'll probably revisit this at another time. Um, um, to everybody else who's been tuning into our show today, I hope you've taken something valuable from our session. Our show airs every Tuesday and every Thursday at 12 Brisbane time. Um, I'm Roisin Duffy. This has been Tracy Wilson, too. And from both of us, we'd like to wish you goodbye. And thank you very much. Thanks, everyone.